Welcome to the Teens Armory, where we have the goal to help young Christians today grow in their faith. In this episode, we'll talk about different denominations. I'm Christopher Hernandez, and I'm here with Hayden Hayes. What's up, Hayden? How's it going? You know, it's uh, it's going good, you know? School started up. I don't know if that happened last. I think that did happen last episode, but we're kind of, you know, getting through the work of school, you know, getting used to being back. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going good, you know? Yeah, getting back. Especially with the cold temperatures, temperatures are dropping. We had a snowstorm mm-hmm. at some point. Not really a snowstorm, really. Not down here. Just a little bit of a snow snow flurry. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool though, because we don't get that every year. We only get it occasionally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like when I was little, I remember I would have less and less snow the, the farther back I remember, up until the winter storm hit. And then it seems mm-hmm. like we've been having snow a little bit more frequently since then. Yeah. Just just from my observations. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not talking about climate change here, but I'm just saying things are <laughs> getting kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> we need uh, to talk about that. But then again, there, there's already a bunch of podcasts about it. Maybe we could come yeah. eventually, eventually. Eventually. One day. One day. Yeah. One day. Yeah. One day when we grow in faith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might have noticed if you've looked at the episodes, we had to take down a few episodes. Um, we're sorry if you had to listen to those ones when they were still up. Maybe you'll recognize them um, based off of um, if they're up or not. If you um, recognize that one of them is missing, it's probably one that we had to take down. Uh, we took them down for the purposes of bitterness. And mm-hmm. um, we regret for a lot of the things we said. Um, yeah. I got to be honest, saying a lot, of, look, just thinking about it, sometimes it made me feel like a heretic. It was it was really, really regretful time. But I'm not mm-hmm. a, I'm not afraid to say that I was wrong, that I'm that I was I messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a lot of the things we did, I'm not going to try to um, prove myself right in my by my past by trying to stay more consistent with my past self, because mm-hmm. my present self is the one that, ne- that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. So with that said. Those episodes are going to be down. We might try to do a redo of some of them. Possibly, we've been talking about mm-hmm. that, yeah. but they you will you can't find it about. I think it's three episodes that have been taken down from that. It is. It is three. I checked earlier. Yeah. All right. With that said, it's. I think it's time for the cringe of the day. Yep, cringe of the day. The hardest thing of the podcast. All you people are like, oh, these episodes. Oh, they have terrible jokes. You try writing jokes that meet the deadline. And that mm. jokes that do this, like, it is very difficult. This was the <laughs> hardest part of the whole podcast. I know. Like, doing the research, that's easy. But writing the joke, no. this is So, sadly, this joke is, once again, making fun of Christopher's height, which <laughs> um, he is fine with. Uh, yeah. Right, right? Let's go with that. <laughs> that. That should be the joke of the day. Anyway, um, the difference between Hayden and Chris's height is the same difference as the belief difference between the Protestants and Catholics. <laughs> so anyone listening uh, that knows us in real life, but behind the mic, right? Or when we're not behind the mic, more like, um, well, yeah, there, I know there's people that are listening uh, that know us from school or from other things. Um, they know the truth. Maybe maybe not some of them know Chris's height, but some of them do know that I am very, uh, very tall. So, yeah. But, um, you, you may notice two words in here, Protestant Catholics. Well, that's a perfect tie-in to today's episode, which is on denominations. Now, we did not include all denominations. Uh, there are a lot of denominations. We just included 10 common ones that you're more likely to come across. And, you know, 
this information will, you know, benefit you, um, hopefully. Uh, it could be used, you know, to understand what they certain denominations believe, but also just some interesting facts on, you know, other denominations or what other people believe. I, I, I was pretty interested, you know, you know, doing the research here. But, um, yeah, if we miss the denomination and you want to hear it, just email us and we'll do a part two if we get, like, I don't know, enough emails. If we get, like, 10 or 10 separate denominations you want to go over, sure, we'll mm -hmm. do that. Um, or if we don't get enough, we'll just put it in like a Q and A episode or something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean it's really important to understand denominations. Denominations are, you know, very present uh, in, in Christian culture, or mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe that, but like there are a lot of them, and you're gonna come across a lot of them, and you're gonna come across people who disagree disagree with you, and you know, sometimes the best way to know and debate them is to know what their beliefs are and always remember, you know, debate, debate with brotherly love. That's something we, me and Chris have to learn a lot, you know, yeah. we still, we've, I mean, everyone has a lot to learn about that, but I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. It's basically Protestant versus Catholic, which, or like other Bible church. Protestant is basically like the Bible is over church and Catholic or the other, you know, ones, I don't, I don't know if there's a certain name for them. Non-Protestant. Non, yeah, non-Protestants believe church over Bible. Those are the two main types of denominations. And uh, yeah, uh, Chris, do you want to get started with um, the our 10 denominations that we gave facts about? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about what you said. You might encounter a lot of these people. I've only personally, I've only ever met Baptists and non-denominationals in real life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've studied a lot of uh, other denominations uh, for a, a little bit but i haven't really met a whole lot of people from other denominations so yeah we do mm -hmm. hope this is, episode is helpful wait chris the only reason we've met baptists and non-doms is because we live in the south so oh right <laughs> there's a lot of them in the south anyway um mm -hmm. so i guess that's time for us to go into denominations mm -hmm. all right first up anglican originally being anglican meant being part of the church of england um, although the church went on and kept growing through missionaries and other um, activities like that. Anglicans generally hold two sacraments. LearnReligions.com says this about, quote, the Anglican church rejects the Roman Catholic doctrine of purgatory while affirming that salvation is based solely on Christ's atoning sacrifice on the cross without the addition of human work. The church professes belief in three Christian creeds, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the Athanasian Creed, unquote. Anglicans also affirm the literal presence within the Lord's Supper, hmm. meaning that Christ is really present. However, they still do not accept the transubstantiation view of the Roman Catholics. You know, something interesting is that Anglicans are actually a super diverse group when it comes to um, church structure. As far, as far as buildings are concerned, there can be some very high church Anglicans, and there can be some very low church Anglicans, some some of them have really nice buildings that look um, that mm -hmm. look very beautiful, and others can have a more simplistic Protestant building. It's just something quite interesting about them. The cool thing about Anglicans is that they have continued in spite of being founded off the king's desire rather than a reform, which is something to know about their history. That's the thing about Anglicans. Anglicans tend to, uh, they, they were formed out of the Church of England and even though they were not formed through a reform, they are still considered Protestant by their beliefs. Yeah. Um, so my next, the next nomination is Methodist. They uh, sprung from the Anglican. So originally they were a reformed movement called the Methodist Society, which is not a church, but rather it conjoined with the Anglicans. And this um, 
conjoin eventually didn't go so well, and they were ex ex excommunicated from the Anglican Church and formed Methodism. Basically, Methodism believes in spiritual experience, reason, scripture, and tradition. There's a lot of fire, uh, which represents the Holy Spirit. You can really see that in a lot of their symbols, like the cross with fire and a lot of other stuff, a lot of stuff with fire. Um, they This mainly, you know, is because they are, their thinking is centered around the Holy Spirit in general. Uh, the Spirit empowers, they believe that the Spirit empowers them to move along the path of righteousness, mm. and they believe a lot about free will. Uh, actually, that, that's the main thing about them, is free will. They believe a lot about free will, and that we can hop in and on in this path. Um, and that in this life, we can actually stop sinning and become spiritually perfect. Um, they believe that we are saved by an alive faith, and we stay on the path, you know, we strive to be on the path, and actions over beliefs. Those are some main uh, things they believe. A cool fact is that Method Methodists are known for having smaller churches, which is good for, you know, more close congregation. Like we mentioned, you know, a smaller church is good because it's like it's almost like a family. Like everyone knows each other and there's good fellowship there. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I have the next one, don't I? Because this is wrong for Methodist. Hold up. Let me get up to it. Okay. The next one will be Pentecostal. Um, they rose in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, they sprung from the holiness idea of the Methodists. Uh, they believe that the spirit empowers holiness. And this implies speaking in tongues, of course. Uh, that, I think that's what they're mainly known for, speaking in tongues. Um, they believe that speaking in tongues, healing, prophecy, and miracles are active today. Um, they don't baptize babies because they believe that there are three works of grace, uh, born again, spiritual baptism, and entire sanctification. Cool fact is that they are one of the biggest Protestant denominations today. I did not know this, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Interesting stuff about the Pentecostals, especially these days. They're growing increasingly common to mm -hmm. come across a Pentecostal. More, listen to Soulcast if you want to learn more about them, because wow, do they talk? They tackle a whole lot of Pentecostal stuff way better than we could. Yeah. All right. Up next is Eastern Orthodox. Now, an interesting thing in the Eastern Orthodox Church is, because it is a non-Protestant church, however, it is not the Roman Catholic. Orthodox, um, by the name Orthodox, they intend to imply that they are the one true church. The, this is similar to the Roman Catholic belief of the one true church. Eastern Orthodox split during the Great Schism. At one moment, the churches were under the Pope's authority, and the next, they were under a different authority. There was a mm -hmm. split among who who was who was Eastern Orthodox and who was Roman Catholic, each of them claiming to be the one true church. There is seven sacrament belief within the Eastern Orthodox. It is also important to note that they, even though they do not, um, even though they are very similar to Roman Catholic in the fact of being non-Protestant, they actually do not fully accept the the doctrine of purgatory, unlike mm -hmm. ca how Catholics do. The Eastern Orthodox Church also appeals to mysticism. Mysticism is something that is important within it. So you will they they have to tend to have a more mystic experience compared to other churches. They are the second largest non-Protestant denomination. And the cool thing about them is they tend to have beautiful churches, mm -hmm. large churches too. But that is that's Eastern Orthodox. Up next is Roman Catholic, which is known for being quite similar. Most people know the name Roman Catholic, and 
Roman Catholics claim also to be the one true church, just like Eastern Orthodox. But the thing about Roman Catholics is they hold to the doctrine of purgatory, as well as seven sacraments. The Roman Catholics believe in grace alone, but not faith alone. Hmm. Roman Catholics also come from the uh, being formed over the years by claiming to be the one true church that Christ started. This is not uncommon between Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic to debate whether or not who is the one true church. As a matter of fact, some Catholics will call other denominations of Christianity different religions. They also hold a view of scripture as being made by the church. Therefore, the church has the authority. So the authority is given to the church rather than to the to the um, to scripture. So the church has more authority. The cool thing about Roman Catholics is they are the largest Christian denominations worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, next, we'll get into probably one of the biggest denominations down here in the South, like Chris mentioned earlier, and that is the Baptists. Um, mm-hmm. They started, now I have a little history about the Baptists. Uh, they started when Thomas Hewell, Hewies, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, H-E-L-Y, sorry, H-E-L-W-Y. Y.S. and John Smith started a church together, making the first Baptist church in England in 1613. Smith, being converted from Anglicanism, believes that many people think that the Baptist churches started off as a branch of Anglican, but no Anglican churches were converted or ministers switched to the doctrine. This leads people to believe that Smith started the Baptist uh, off, off the basis of the Anabaptist influences that were present during that time. Now, baptism, uh, Baptists believe that baptism is a personal and individual choice. They're all about this kind of choice thing. They believe baptism is a public uh, statement of faith, and it's very personal, uh, personal born-again experience. They're very individual—wow, in, I can't speak today, wow. Individualistic, that's a long word, uh, personal relationship. Let's see. Um, they believe that the this relationship is more important than religious r- rituals, such as Lord's Supper, which is more, becoming more of a symbolic means. Um, this is called low church, uh, by the way. That means the church doesn't matter that much, um, or like more like the um, not like the church itself, but more like the way the church is structured. Um, it's more mm. low church is more of a fellowship of believers, and structure matters less. And it's more about following the Bible. Yeah. Yes. A cool fact about Baptists is that they're really good at memorizing Bible verses and personal application. Cool. I'll just briefly cut in for a moment. Talk about um, Reformed Baptists. I'm not going to go on a whole rant. There is a group of Baptists who call themselves Reformed. Um, Must be nice to meet one of those guys. Uh, the particular Baptists are what they are historically known as. Particular Baptists have a separate history from the General Baptists, which Hayden talked about. They actually started with John Spilsbury, who had um, convictions on baptism, which led him to leave the Separatist Church and begin a particular Baptist congregation. They have a completely separate history, particular Baptists from General Baptists. There were two separate people who decided to go under the name Baptist at a, at a close time frame. Yeah, they have... and. Even though they share the same name and they share somewhat similar beliefs, they still have a different history, which is something to to take note of, that particular Baptists and general Baptists have a slightly different history based on how they were formed. Hmm. Yeah, good stuff. That's really interesting. Um, 
Next, we'll get into a branch of kind of the Baptist people. You know, it wasn't really started by Baptists necessarily. Here, that's that's a little confusing, but I'll go ahead and get into it. So this is non-denominational, also known as Church of Christ. Um, these churches were started by two Presbyterian ministers named Alexander Campbell and Barton Stone. Uh, Campbell was a Baptist for a time before he split off due to their theology being incompatible. This movement sought to pull people from away from many other denominations to be apart from the idea of a denomination. They're, ba they're basically Baptist, but more independent. That's like, I mean, like they believe mainly the same thing that Baptists believe, except they're trying to, they, they separate themselves, themselves from um, the idea of a denomination. Uh, cool fact is that non-denominational can come in a variety from megachurches to Bible churches. Hmm, I did not know that, actually. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so number eight is that Lutheran. Lutherans are straight out of the Reformation. Um, from arguably the most famous reformer, Martin Luther. We had Martin Luther King Day, um, and that's an entirely different Martin Luther. I remember mm -hmm. I used to think it was the same guy, and I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. He had a speech about converting the church or something? Anyway, that was just that was just little me getting confused. Lutherans put emphasis on two sacraments in hearing the word of God, because this is something that they found lacking within uh, Roman Catholic churches. They believed that there needed to be a hearing of the gospel. They believe in infant baptism. However, they view the sacraments as assisting in faith rather than giving faith. Hmm. In addition, Lutherans, like most Protestants, believe scripture has more authority than the church. This is a, something very important. As um, this is what changed a lot of the view from um, Protestants is that they viewed that the church had given some authority, but the Bible was the ultimate authority and the Bible had more authority than the church, which is the which is a Protestant only belief. Mm. And the cool thing about Lutherans is that they are one of the oldest Protestant denominations. They're the boomers. Mm. And up next is Continental Reformed. There are several Reformed denominations, including Swiss Reformed, Dutch Reformed, and German Reformed. But all these are going to be branched under Continental Reformed because they are named after whatever country they are in. I do not understand why they call it Continental Reformed and not Country Reformed, but I guess that's just me. The Continental Reformed uh, follow the beliefs of the Reformers. I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly, so please forgive me if I mispronounce it. Ehrlich? Zwingli and John Calvin. They hold to Calvinistic beliefs on salvation and hold to Reformed theology. Although they are not the only denomination who do, there are other denominations that claim to hold to Reformed theology as well. Some of the Reformed theology includes spiritual presence in the Lord's Supper, covenant theology, five points of Calvinism, and predestination. The Reformed denominations own the right to being called capital R Reformed. So capital R reformed only belongs to Dutch reformed, Swiss reformed, German reformed, and any other continental reformed, not Presbyterian or reformed Baptists. However, Presbyterian reform, reformed Baptists and some congregationals can call themselves lowercase r reformed for holding to reformed theology. The debate is whether or not infant baptism is a part of reformed theology and that therefore whether or not Baptists can be considered reformed. 
the cool thing about continental reform is they all have extremely similar theology despite being recognized differently based off of their country. Number 10 is Presbyterian. Presbyterians have very similar theology to reform denominations. Presbyterians come from John Calvin, and they get um, their name from the fact that they hold to a presbytery for church government. They generally hold to the Westminster Confession, although they might not be the only ones who do. Although not being called capital R reformed, they are historically seen as being part of the reformed movement. The cool thing about Presbyterians is that they are the most common, they are among the most common Calvinists today. That is something cool. So these are all the denominations that we've covered. We've covered um, everywhere from Anglican, Eastern Orthodox, Roman Catholic, Lutheran, Reformed, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, Baptist, non-denominational, and Methodist. And we wanna we wanna tackle a few misconceptions about these denominations. Okay. Have you ever heard the claim there are 40,000 different denominations? Okay, that is wrong. There are not 40,000 different denominations. However, this is just not true. We've covered nine denominations, and, we have, and this co- counts for a whole large chunk, for the majority, actually, the vast majority of, of um, Christians. Of course, there are some denominations we didn't mention. We didn't mention congregationals or Anabaptists, um, other then there are certain other denominations we could cover that we didn't. But of course, there are the fact that there are 40,000 different denominations is not true. There are subdenominations as well. For example, there are different types of Baptists, there are independent Baptists, mm-hmm. strict Baptists, and then there's a, there's a whole bunch of different subdenominations that we could go to. So maybe that number can go uh, can go a little bit higher. Um, from how many nut denominations there are if you base it off of subdenominations. But no, there are not 40,000 different denominations. That is just simply a stretched truth and an overstretched truth. One more thing I'd like to add in before you close us out is that we often either we don't care enough about this or we care too much about this. Let me explain. Today, we have a little bit of the contemporary idea many people are um uneducated in certain aspects of church history which is what we want to help for because we understand that this is not something that you just know right off the bat mm-hmm. we want to help with giving some background on who these denominations are um what they're up to and how to how to know what they believe um even if we briefly covered that because this is important to know other people's beliefs because we need to make sure we care about the word of God. On the other hand, there's people we can end up trying to attack each other and fight each other over these little differences in denominations. We make this such a big deal at times that when people look um, from the outside to see inside, they see Christians fighting one another, which is what we shouldn't see. Mm-hmm. No, what, what this tells us is that either one of two things, either we love God's word or we love being proved right. Mm. we can close this out if you have anything else to add oh oh yeah so in this episode we didn't really cover uh, a few denominations mainly because they don't really meet the applications to be seen uh, as a basic sorry the applications for basic christianity um um now those applications 
uh, kind of hard to explain, but it's basically like the life of Jesus, um, that he died and he rose again. Some of these people don't really uh, follow these kind of applications, oh, these points. That That's it. Applications is not really the best word. But some of these would be, you know, the uh, some of those would be like Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, were you know prosperity gospels uh and the radically progressive there are definitely a lot of other ones that i can think of but you know this episode is yeah kind of closing but anyway thank you for you know for listening this far i um hold up i cannot open zoom for the life of me thank you for uh listening this far i know that we can sometimes be pretty negative and you know we are definitely trying to fix that um but i think this is a good episode you know very informative um, if you learn something, you know, that's good. That's wonderful. You know, that's the whole point of this episode is a very informative episode to kind of tell you some things, but also at the end, you know, Chris had a little application, you know, let's try not to argue, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all brothers in Christ, right? Um, be sure to share this episode with people who don't really understand denominations that well. Um, I think this is definitely a, a great episode, pretty simple, straightforward, you know, kind of telling you this, telling you that, mm -hmm. uh, be sure to support the show. You know, this is no longer free and, um, you know, but we want to, we want to keep doing this for y'all. Uh, of course, donate to your local church first, but you know, if you have a little, little extra after that, you want to give away, be sure to give it to us. We really appreciate that. And we keep the show running. Thank you. Um, be sure to check out SolarCast. Like Chris mentioned earlier, they have a lot of good stuff on denominations and check out Hearts for the Lost, another good podcast for evangelism. And, uh, yeah. All right. We got, we got to do a closing thing now. All right. We got to, we got to do it. Right, gotta get go, good timing. Go. Good timing. All right, ready? Shield of faith. Shields, Shields up. up. Hey, if you listen past the past the song, then congratulations. You're the real one. You're, You're the, the real, real one. one. You are exactly. the real one. You'll get an egg. No, not really. I don't, I don't have an egg. I probably shouldn't have said that. Don't sue us. <laughs>